0: You're listening to the Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis for our sermon this morning comes to us from the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 11 through 13. Where St. Paul writes, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him Who strengthens me? Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. It's a mouthful that's seldom used. But I think most of you know what it is. You know it as Lou Gehrig's disease. It's this brutal disease that caused the brain to lose control on the body's muscles. And it's one of those cruel ironies of history that a disease notorious for crippling people quickly and severely should strike someone as relentless as Lou Gehrig. Playing for the New York Yankees from 1923 to 1939, Gehrig was known as the Iron Horse. For nearly 60 years, He held the record of 2,130 consecutive games played. A record that people thought would never be broken. But Cal Ripken did it in 1995. Gehrig was also the first athlete to have his number retired. And so it's not surprising that he was beloved by player and fan alike because of his tenacity, because of his drive to play day in and day out. But what was most startling, most memorable about Lou Gehrig was his farewell speech delivered to a packed house at Yankee Stadium when he retired prematurely due to the onslaught of ALS. And he said this, fans For the past two weeks, you have been reading about the bad break I got. Yet today I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Those words seem so foreign, so unthinkable in our day and age, when too many expect life to be delivered to them pristine, to be unblemished on a silver platter. You find multi-millionaire athletes refuse to honor their own name that they signed to a contract. choosing instead rather not not to play for less than what they want to be paid. It's not just the athletes. It's all of us. It's you and me. Those words pass through our lips. I deserve better than that. What a contrast to the words of Lou Gehrig in which we hear a man who is content in spite of the difficult lot in life that's been dealt to him. So how could someone be content when the world just seems to be crumbling around them? Well, one can be stoic, can't they? They can be stoic in the face of adversity probably know people like that. You know, these people that never seem to let anything get to them. Nothing gets to them because they've shut themselves off from all things outside. And just as they won't let troubles get them down, they won't let joy bring them elation. They've constructed this cold, empty life for themselves. And in their attempt to protect themselves from the pain of turmoil, they've robbed themselves of life's beauty and joy. And then there are others who content themselves by finding someone who's worse off than they are. And while there's some wisdom in that insight, that's not really how you find contentment in life. Because a relentless search for someone who is to be pitied more than you will leave you disheartened, disheartened. rather. Because you'll be focusing on life's tragedies rather than life's beauties. And besides that, you'll rob yourself of enjoying the company of some of the most remarkable people because you've reduced them to objects of pity rather than unique persons created by God and loved by God, so that they possess an abundance of his grace and his beauty. In our reading, St. Paul describes the true means to find contentment. Philippians is one of his, what's called captivity letters, one of his letters written from prison. And he's imprisoned for the sake of the gospel, which not ought surprise us, since he spent nearly a quarter of his missionary activity in prison. And while none of us would want to be incarcerated today, historians tell us that our prisons look like the Gaylord Rockies Resort compared to the prisons of his time. When Paul writes to the Philippians... He's in the most deplorable of places. The thing is, he's done nothing to deserve such treatment. All he's done is proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says, I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Plenty and hunger. Abundance and need. That's the stark contrast between our situation and Paul's. This week is Thanksgiving. Now, Pam and I have been blessed our entire family, our three children, their spouses, and and the, our six grandsons will be with us on Thanksgiving Day. We'll be able to celebrate Thanksgiving together. Maybe you will share Thanksgiving with some or all of your family and/or your friends. Paul is none of that. He's sitting there in a squalor of a Roman prison. And he says he's learned to be content. So how can Paul be content under the circumstances in which he finds himself? The secret to his contentment is Christ. Christ. you see, as long as your attention is focused on yourself, you're not going to find contentment. That's what Luther called belly button gazing. You're turned in on yourself, staring at your navel will not lead to contentment. And eyes fixed on others will not bring contentment because comparison is the death of contentment. And eyes fixed on the feast before you and your family on Thanksgiving will not bring contentment either. But fixing your eyes on Christ is what brings contentment, even in the darkest, the toughest times. And Paul can say this because he said, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, when Paul writes this, he doesn't have these grand delusions of grandeur. He doesn't have these delusions, if you will, that Christ is going to take all of his troubles away so that this dark, cold prison cell becomes an oasis. Paul anticipates ongoing suffering, even death at the hands of enemies of Christ. And yet he knows that nothing can rob him of Christ. Paul says he can do all things through him who strengthens me. So no matter what he faces, he remains strong in Christ. Suffering can't rob him of Christ. Death cannot even rob him of Christ. He's content in all circumstances because his contentment is not grounded in his circumstances. His contentment is grounded in Christ, and so is yours. Some of you are not going to have the feast you desire Thanksgiving to be. Some of you won't be blessed by the fellowship of family or friends that you've enjoyed in the past. Death has pulled you from loved ones, Family strife robbed you of sharing the holiday meal. Yet contentment remains yours in Christ. None of that can rob you of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy, be it this coming holiday or any other day. Paul and didn't have it easy in prison. And you don't have it easy as you face the cross you bear. The thing is, you don't bear it alone. Christ is there to shoulder your burden. He's already carried your burden to the cross. He's risen from the dead for you. So Christ strengthens you just as he strengthened Paul. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ's strength is bound up in what he delivers to you. if you will be without feasting this Thanksgiving, Christ promises that the day is coming when he will deliver to you an eternal feast. And if you are feasting, Christ promises that the coming feast dwarfs what you will have a banquet table spread for all. That's contentment. If death has separated you from someone you love, you're not alone. For Christ dwells within you. If division prevents you from saying at table with parent, child, spouse, sibling, or friend, Christ comes to assure you, that he has brought you peace with the Father. Sin divided you from the Father, but Christ has reconciled you to the Father. That is contentment. And there's more. The day is coming when there will be a full and perfect reunion of all those who have lived and died in faith in Christ. The day is coming when death will not separate us because death will be destroyed. The day is coming when all our divisions will be overcome by Christ as we are perfectly united with him and so we'll be perfectly united with one another. But until that great day, Christ sustained you He provides you with his perfect companionship that you may not lose heart. He says in verse 19 of this chapter, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul is talking about when he says I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is the secret of Paul's contentment and yours as well. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding. Guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.